Time to talk some college football. I was all excited for Chiefs Packers in the NFL till this morning when I found out Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID. So now let's talk something that actually makes me uh, happy, and that's that we're all going to get rich this weekend off North Carolina beating Wake Forest. We welcome in now Andrew Cayley. You could find his work with covers. Andrew, thanks so much for giving us some time tonight, man. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to chatting some college football with you. Um, let's just start with just your biggest takeaway from the season thus far, because Alabama's been dominant for years. You know, it's been Alabama or Clemson. And now Clemson's come back down to earth. They lose Trevor Lawrence. They lose Travis Etienne. But really, I mean, the defensive side of the ball, they've been fine, but their offensive line has been brutal. They can't run the ball, and DJ is not Trevor Lawrence. Alabama's kind of come back down to earth where they're still great offensively, but defensively they have some holes. Georgia's been great. But other than that, man, I feel like it's kind of been like an up and down year where you never know what you're going to get like from anybody every single week. Cincinnati's been good, but I feel like they're being undervalued. You know, what's just been your biggest takeaway from the season? Like the biggest shock to you thus far? I, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head there. Just there's been so many unpredictable results at this point. And I don't know if you saw me on Twitter last night, but I, I had a bit of a meltdown when I first <laughs> saw the first college football rankings. Same. Uh, I just, outside, I'll give them, I had a little time to recuperate after last night and kind of, Take, take take a step back from the situation, and they the committee has a tough job because outside of Georgia at number one, I don't think there is a, there are a lot of cases to be made for a, a lot of teams to be in that playoff at this point. Um, I guess my biggest surprise to this point was just seeing uh, Cincinnati uh, so far out of the college football playoff. I really expected them to be in there at this point. I just didn't see um, Oregon being number three. I just didn't get a sense for what there was going behind the ring. It's obviously uh, in big wins are more important than awful losses at this point because Oregon has that huge win over Ohio State, which kind of shocked everybody. But they're just, I believe, one and six ATS as favorites this year. So they yeah. clearly underperformed almost every week uh and anybody who has been watching them knows they've just been very very stressful to back and um um other than that it's it, it's been a bit of a mess at this point i i can make a case for a lot of teams in the playoffs uh i i don't know why michigan is ranked so highly still uh despite their one loss uh to michigan uh, state i don't think a, a win over michigan is really that impressive at this point because Michigan hadn't beaten really anybody uh, notable to this point. People will say Wisconsin. A couple of people are calling Wisconsin notable wins. Um, but that team just doesn't have any semblance of an offense. So it, it, I guess it is well, – the point is here – well, I'm sorry for my rambling – is there, it's been really hard to get a read on this season in general and outside of Georgia – there's really a, a whole lot up in the air as we go into these final few weeks. No, keep rambling. Like nobody rambles more than me, especially when we talk college football. And especially <laughs> because like, I feel like I could have you on for two segments here, to be honest, because there's just so much. And I, I feel like a lot of these are still quality wins because there has been so much parody. And because of what we saw last year with, with COVID and now with injuries, like let's take Cincinnati, for example. Okay. I was really low on Indiana coming into the season. I played their season win total under some people told me I was crazy, but their season last year was really fluky to me. We knew about Michael Penix coming into the season that he was not 100% healthy. We didn't know how injured he was. But I still think that's a quality win for Cincinnati. 
and they beat Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame's still a top ten team. Like we bash Notre Dame and we we act like they can't win the big game. Notre Dame and Brian Kelly. I don't love Brian Kelly the person, but I think he's a hell of a football coach. The only opponent they can't get past is Alabama. Like they split with Clemson last year, and sure, Trevor Lawrence didn't play, but like they just don't beat the teams that nobody in the country beats. So I'm with you on Cincinnati. Let me ask you this: Cincinnati on a neutral field against Michigan State. Five and a half point favorites. What do you think the number would be against Michigan State and Oregon, both respectfully? Because I'm just trying to like try to figure out why Cincinnati isn't getting the love. What would you uh, make that number on a neutral against those two? Against uh, against Michigan State, yeah. I probably I probably have them as four and a half to five and a half point underdogs, which means I'm kind of a coward and won't and won't go right. one way or the other. That's what that's what people have told me about the four between four and a half and five and a half lines is you don't really know what to do with it. Um, I I think Cincinnati is one of the best teams in the country. I would make them slight underdogs in, in both games. I think Oregon maybe a little more. Maybe you give them maybe you give them six points. I'm not sure, but I, like I said, I can't trust Oregon. I haven't seen uh, Michigan state against um, what I would call a really good defense to this point. And I think Cincinnati has a very good defense. It's like, like you said, a whole lot up in the air. And I'm a little shocked that Notre Dame, you said Notre Dame, they're, they're pretty low on the list right now. I think the only one loss team better than them right now is Ohio state. And to see them still behind the likes of Michigan and um, and Oklahoma and Wake Forest, for that matter, who hasn't like the ACC is just <laughs> you got to just throw the ACC out of the window right now. I, I, I believe underdo- underdogs are just destroying ATS in that conference right now. It would be weird, but if, if they're <laughs> they're going to have a hard case making. Should they be in the playoff, even if they go undefeated this year? That's how bad the conference has been. So, um, yeah, uh, there's a there's a lot to be decided in these final few weeks. I'm really glad that you brought up Wake Forest because my best bet, my favorite bet of the weekend, and I played it right away, is North Carolina. They're two and a half point favorites now at home. They're four and four on the season. They've been disappointing. Like I said it right when the preseason rankings came out. I was like, Carolina is not a top ten team. I actually like Sam Howell more than most. They're not a top 10 team. Wake Forest is 8-0. That is not an 8-0 team, man. Like, if you look at all the metrics, um, and you just talked about how poor the conference is, I absolutely love Carolina in this spot. Maybe they get blown out by 30, and Wake Forest is the real deal. I'm willing to find out. Uh, Your thoughts, though, like, like, what is it about this Wake Forest team, though? Because they're 8-0, and still, like, I give them no credit, no respect. For me, it's almost mostly the conference. Uh, there's nobody that stands out and has really dominated. And yes, they, they are eight. No, but the quality of the conference is just so far down this year. I had some hope for Pittsburgh heading into the season. And then they just Pittsburgh does this thing where they keep have shocking loss after shocking loss. And you think Virginia tech can be good at times. And then they throw up a stinker on offense and can't do anything. And I was, I was uh, with you. I didn't think, I didn't think North Carolina was a top 10 team but I thought Sam Howell was going to be good enough to kind of maybe propel them to that top spot in this conference this year. Obviously they, uh, they're missing uh, too many weapons from a couple of seasons ago, losing their top two pass catchers and running backs. And that obviously impacted them more than I thought it would going forward. But Wake Forest, they, they do, they, they play offense very well. The defense has been good enough at this point. So I don't know. I'd like to see them get to the ACC championship game and, make the committee uh, make a decision on them one way or the other. 
but uh, they they've still got a, a bit of a tough schedule ahead of, of this week as well. I, I like North Carolina as well in this matchup. Uh, one more before I get to your favorite plays for the weekend that I just can't figure out is Michigan State on the road taking on Purdue. Now, Purdue is three-point dogs at home, and I look at this number, and I look at this spot for Michigan State, and I feel like this is a letdown spot for the Spartans coming off that win against Michigan, which that's a game that they should have lost. And if it, I just feel like it's just like that's just Jim Harbaugh and Michigan's luck. They always blow those games. I feel like Purdue's the side here, plus three, but I just don't know how they're going to stop Michigan State's ground game, and I don't know if they're going to be able to run the football against Michigan State, and I think they'll have to. Any thoughts on that game? Because I just feel like that's a trap. It is certainly a trap, no doubt about it, and Purdue was a team who I had uh, some high hopes with going into this year as well, but they've just been inconsistent as well. They got blown out by, uh, I remember they got blown out by Notre Dame in a game that I thought was going to be much closer than it was, and they've got this great receiver in David Bell um, and a couple of good pass rushers, but there's some holes on this team, and that's kind of been... Uh, Michigan State's calling card. They haven't done anything that's been overly spectacular this year, but they are just our consistent team. They run the ball well with Kenneth Walker, obviously, and they take care of the football, which is something you can like about them. Uh, I would probably stay away from this game because it is such an obvious trap. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it, they are they have to take pretty seriously. That's for sure. Uh, what are you playing this weekend? Anything that you like in college football on Saturday? Uh, well, first of all, we have to talk about the uh, Service Academy under. Uh, Army plays Air Force. Yeah. Uh, it's a super low number, 37, but uh, the under is now 39 and 8, including 1 and 0 this year in the service when the Service Academies face off. Um, just an incredible catch percentage <laughs> right now, so I'll be on the under in uh, that matchup. Um, I'll, I'll take Ohio State in the first half against Nebraska. Uh, I really think they're on a roll right now. And uh, while Scott Frost is still kind of coaching for his job, I don't think Nebraska matches up very well uh, with Ohio State, particularly with the, the guys on the outside there. Um, and another game I... I like this week is going to be um, Notre Dame against Navy. I think they can uh, get the job done. I know they have. We talked about them a little bit. Um, I don't think Navy is going to be able to keep up in this one. Uh, Notre Dame ha- has a, l- a little bit of balance on offense this year, which is nice. And uh, this is not that, that Navy triple option. Or it is still the Navy triple option, of course, but it's not the It's uh, not the, the one, we, yeah. One that- no, you're, yeah, you're right. not the effective one we've been used to over the past few years. So uh, I, I like Notre Dame to to get away with this one. Andrew, thanks so much, man. Before we let you go, I actually I got, I got about we got about 120 seconds, which means you know two minutes. Um, <laughs> is is it worth playing anybody now? There's not great value, but Georgia, you're getting plus money, plus 100. Is it worth it playing anybody else on the future market? Bama's plus 300, Ohio State plus 400, Oklahoma 14 to one, Oregon 30 to one. Michigan State thirty to one, no thank you. And then Cincy forty to one. Is it worth it playing anybody but Georgia? I don't see anybody beating this. I don't see anybody scoring on this Georgia team. Then that defense is so special. Uh, but that at plus one ten and having to them to win at least one uh, two games at plus one ten just isn't good enough value. So I I'd say no. I, I was I was hoping when I, when the rankings came out, I was hoping we get Cincy at like three and have a little value with them. There's no value with them anymore. I saw them go from about, yeah, like 30, uh, 31 to 41 just overnight because of their ranking. And, yeah, it's 
it's not looking good. I don't. I think the best bet is probably Oklahoma at uh, about twelve to one. If you had to make one, but I don't think they're getting in at this point with being eight, nine and zero, and eighth in the college football play ranking. So there's really slim pickings right now. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, man. Enjoy the games this weekend, and good luck. Thanks, man. You too. Andrew Cayley right there. You can find his work with covers. We just talked some college football with him. If you tuned in a little late, maybe you only caught half of the interview. We'll have that posted tonight. Find us wherever you find your podcast, BetMGM Tonight. Smash that subscribe button. Always giving out winners. North Carolina this weekend, though. Take it right now. I'm on the money line. Uh, They are going to knock off Wake Forest. And if they don't, I'll call off on Monday. Wake Forest 8-0, Carolina 4-4, Carolina 2.5-point favorites. Yikes. Uh, right now in the NBA, really quick before we get to the break, the Portland Trailblazers are in danger of losing another game, this time on the road to the Cleveland Cavs, though. Now, they have cut into the lead a little bit. It was just double digits, 81-73. I'm on the Pacers, 76-68 to there, and the Pacers are now 7.5-point favorites. The total, 217.5, and, and it's minus 120 to the under. And the Bulls go on a little bit of a run. Now a seven-point game on the road in Philly. 71-64 is the score. Bulls four and a half point dogs in the total 209 and a half juice to the over minus 115 Cincinnati uh, just not getting any respect again you can only play this I know it's cliche to say you can only play the schedule that's in front of you Indiana everybody had high expectations in fact I even have to I have to remind myself to talk to, uh, with Q about that when I took the season win total under he was like I actually kind of like Indiana this season based off what they did last year and uh, they just have not been the same team. That's going to be a easy. The easiest win total to cash is going to be the Indiana under and then the Kansas State over. And Kansas State, I believe, this weekend, 22-point favorites. They're favored by three scores in that game. And they're at four wins right now, over five and a half wins. Kansas State knocked off Oklahoma last year. And they set the season win total at five and a half. So that one's going to cash, and then the Indiana one's going to cash. Again, Cam, that's why you listen to the show. That's why you got to subscribe to the show bet MGM tonight, but Cincinnati, they beat Indiana. Uh, they beat Notre Dame and, and the market's never going to either the, either the market overappreciates Notre Dame or they just don't give Notre Dame any respect. And this year they've kind of been all over the place. But that's a nice win for Cincy. They're unbeaten. So uh, I'm hoping to see them in the college football playoff. Then again, do you really need to see Cincy take on Alabama or Georgia? Will they even score? 